Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. One week from today, don't forget, I will be rebranding the podcast. It'll be greater, better, more impactful, uh, taking it to the next level in all ways. So please feel free to tune in. I'm very, very excited. But one week from today, next Wednesday, we will be updating the name of the podcast, the artwork. You'll see a bunch of changes. But uh, I appreciate you checking this out today. What's up? Johnny King here. Yo, I will tell you, before I jump into the, the topic of conversation for this podcast episode, I do want to inform you if, you're, if you are a man looking for more adventure, more like brotherhood, more, more deep friendships, uh, and a lot more growth. I am offering my arena program. It's a 90 day kind of like part mastermind, part, uh, personal development seminar, part adventure, uh, excursions (laughs) all meld into one. And so I've, I've created this program more or less to support, uh, you potentially and all the other guys out there uh, through similar things that I've been going through, continue to go through uh, of, of a, as a man on the journey to self-improvement, to, to greater fulfillment. And so often I talk about the science of achievement, the art of fulfillment. There's no point in just continuing to spend hours uh, attempting to to level up in life, to make more money or with, with the hope that at some, some point in the future that then you'll be happier, then you'll have made it, then you'll be able to relax because life is passing you by, brother. So this is all about, A, like I said, progress. We're not happy unless we're making progress. Um, and I should say progress equals happiness. If we're not growing, then we're dying, as Tony Robbins says. So same thing holds true in, in, the, in the gym. You know, you got to be making progress. Otherwise, it kind of feels like, why am I in here, right? So, uh, and then brotherhood, man. Like, a big part of why I started The Meeting of Men, a big part of why I started uh, my book, Becoming Kings, a big part of this podcast is to connect with other like-minded guys. I've got a lot of, a lot of good friends around the country, around the world. I had very few here in Denver, Colorado. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make my own men's group and see if guys will come in who are interested in talking about the same things that I like to talk about. So sure as shit, there's a lot of them. I love it. So, but beyond that, I don't want to just only talk about heavy stuff like addiction or uh, abuse, trauma. I also want to have a lot of fucking fun (laughs) doing it. Uh, I, I feel like it's not worth doing unless it is fun. So I'm infusing a lot of uh, deep men's work, shadow work, um, working through trauma and anger and everything else. 
while still making it fun. There's Yes, there are going to be times that it's going to be emotionally challenging, but I've got all these adventures planned, um, one of them being a cattle drive up in the mountains of Colorado. So it's going to be in Colorado. But those of you that might be listening, if you're listening, brother, and you're outside of Denver, let's say, you know, I ended up doing a, a program called MITT, kind of similar structure, 90 days, and we had these weekend uh yeah, just these weekend workshops, if you will. And I was living in St. Louis at the time. And each weekend, like three times during the program, I flew into Los Angeles and stayed with friends who were also in the program. So um, don't limit yourself just because you're like, oh, I don't live in Denver, so I guess it's not open to me. No, it's totally open to you. just means you have to play a little bit bigger game than maybe you're comfortable in doing. Um, but it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun, and you're going to end up walking out with brothers for life, friends for life, tons of memories, and uh, a huge amount of growth as a man. So check that out. You can go to johnnyking.com backslash the dash arena and check out the uh, all the good info there. That all aside, what I want to talk about today, something that I've been working through with my coach, which is the mother wound. <laughs> I often talk about my father wound, like my dad wasn't there um, for a, a large part of my life, and it wasn't until I was 29, I think, when he came out of the closet. When I f- that was like the first like moment of true vulnerability that I had seen him share with me, and it was pretty exceptional and very, very powerful and allowed me to do a lot of healing in the moment because I was able to have a new perspective on what he was going through than the false story I made up about what, you know, he was going through and that he didn't love me and that he, however, over the years, I haven't focused so much on my mom because I thought my mom was a saint, she was there for me, Um, and she passed away when she was 61 from cancer. But it's been interesting as I've been working on my uh, on myself with with my coach. Um, this has come up to the surface. I'm like, oh my gosh, what she told me and what I, why I want to tell you is because I hope, although this is my story, I hope that you see parts of yourself in my story and maybe connect some of the dots. And a lot of people are like, oh no, I've already worked through that. The, the reality is that there's there's always more work to do. And uh, the more layers you pull back, the more layers you realize that that there still are. Um, And that's not to be, you know, it's not to overwhelm you or uh, to be disheartening, right? It's To me, it's actually exciting. Because if the work ever ended, life would become boring and stale. I like the fact that as I continue to work, there's new things that I discover even about myself, you know? And it allows me to enjoy life at a deeper and deeper and deeper level, you know? So for me, having been raised, you know, without my dad, it affected <laughs> uh, my experience with my mom. My mom, ha- you know, was more or less raising her five children. I was the middle of five kids. We're all uh, in a span of 12 years from my little sister to my oldest sister. And that's where we... so. Think about that. Um, if you have kids, you're probably like, oh, shit. Um, if you have more than five kids, you rock on. Um, but it's it's a lot. So I kind of always felt like my mom was teetering on, uh, like, meltdown, <laughs> like, implosion. 
um, if everything was going right, according to her day planner, uh, we were good. If things went awry, she was strapped, you know, as you can imagine, understandably. As an adult, I can easily empathize with like, holy shit, with what she was doing. And she did it amazingly, you know. We had an all, all, you know, things considering had amazing experience in, in childhood. <clears throat> and yet there was still a part of me that wished she had been different. I wish she had been healthier. If she had been healthier and taken more time for her, which easier said than done, right? When you're raising five children and your husband's, you know, providing and, and oftentimes gone, uh, which my dad was working on his business, like, yeah, tell to tell my mom, like, mom, why don't you just find half an hour to an hour to, to go work out, <laughs> right? But she's so exhausted, so stretched thin, that food would become her reward. Food would become her drug, right? And so my my resistance to wishing that she had been healthier, uh, my kind of animosity towards wishing that she'd kind of maybe been able to give me more of her presence. I mean, she was oftentimes present physically and cheering for me, but in terms of actually having a one-on-one time where we'd have deep conversations, I don't remember a whole lot of them, okay? So knowing that my mom was always kind of walking on uh, like thin ice in terms of like, like I said, balancing between everything's going okay and the entire world is melting down, (laughs) I didn't do a whole lot to rock the boat. I was aware enough to see that my older brother in, you know, kind of blazing trail for me, I noticed all that he was doing that was creating a lot of, you know, friction and resistance in my parents' lives. And so I would oftentimes do the opposite. But the opposite meant not rocking the boat, being a good boy, keeping things under control, and not having the freedom to to fully express myself, okay? So that really allowed me to just created the perfect storm, if you will, to become a really, a really sweet boy. And I've talked about this before in the podcast, just a really good guy, you know, very thoughtful, um, just very pleasing, right? Now, fast forward, I'm in my 40s, fucking A, and I still do the same thing. Not surprisingly, most of us you know, are running the same blueprints, the same patterns of behavior that we learned when we were freaking eight years old. And so this for me is like, okay, learning about becoming more conscious to the patterns I'm running. And especially in my intimate relationships with my my current girlfriend, I can see it in past relationships. Man, I just, I will, I will do everything I can to be that good boyfriend and check all the boxes and make sure that she's happy. But then on subconsciously, most times it's not even conscious. There's a little bit of, well, there's a desire that like, is she going to do the same for me? You know, is she going to, is she going to go out of her way to fulfill my needs? Even, uh, even if, or especially if I don't mention them, right? And my mom would do this. And then then coaching women for eight years, especially through weight loss and uh, emotional health, I noticed the same patterns in all these women as, as I did in my, in my mom and now especially in myself. It's like, it's almost like a test and like, okay, I'm going to give, 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 give. I'm going to martyr myself and is anyone going to look out for me? And in most cases, at the end of the day, 
no one's there. <laughs> no one's there for me. And, I, and I'm seeing how that has perpetuated this feeling of loneliness because I've been that nice guy overdoing or overgiving and then hoping that someone's going to come save me or see me for who I truly am or create the space so I can be vulnerable and who I truly am and you know no at no fault of any of my my partners over the years like I haven't spoken my needs and then I'm resentful because no one really like fulfills my needs because I don't tell them what they are and they're supposed to what like uh read my mind of course not but speaking your needs speaking my needs as someone who's been a a lifetime kind of nice guy uh is like oh gosh well what if i say my needs and then they don't fulfill them or they reject me or you know better just to keep focusing on giving 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 because it makes me feel significant you know and so a big part of of what i'm working on is like okay i need to start speaking my needs and I do feel like I'm at a point where I, I'm old enough, I know myself well enough, I'm confident enough to be like, you know, these are my needs. Um, there's definitely a, I'm still learning how to do that <laughs> eloquently. I think I can be a little, uh, it's like, okay, now I know I need to speak my needs. And I think I probably jumped into the deep end a little too fast. I'm like, okay, here's all my needs. Fulfill them. And uh, make them make them come true. But um, I think there's there's a uh, what do you call it like a a temperance temperance yeah kind of like you kind of have to it's like driving in a car you kind of have to feather the the accelerator right uh, otherwise a very jerky ride and so that for me and I'm hoping for you too if you if you resonate with any of this <clears throat> if you're kind of a, a pleaser not wanting to rock the boat you have to speak your needs man because what my coach told me, which makes a whole lot of sense, is that I'll never truly be happy. I'll never truly be fulfilled and feeling like, ah, this life is amazing or this relationship is amazing because I'm never actually getting my needs met at the level that I need them to be met. You know what I mean? So although I have grieved my mother's passing, I never grieved the fact that she wasn't everything that I wished she would have been. And I think that was pretty powerful when I just connected those dots not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, okay, interesting. So in the same way that I wished my mom were different, it, it's been easy for me to wish that my significant other in, in our relationship is different now and in the past and it's not actually them <laughs> it's it's a uh it's a it's a mom wound it's something that i need to heal and that's that's the point of you know this this podcast and the point of doing the work is to to work with someone thank god for my coach who will help me through the process of of grieving that and being able to get that energy out otherwise it keeps festering Right, and that is kind of part of the resistance and the resentment that comes up with for me. And then, and then being okay if you speak to to speak a need and then not have it uh, filled, that's okay. We don't always get all of our needs met, but it's just 
worth putting it out there. And then if it's not met by one person in the moment because they've got their needs and everything else, then you can go another, you can just pivot and figure out another way to, to get your needs met. So I hope this, again, is something that resonates. I hope you get something out of this that you can glean from and be able to kind of inject into your own life. And I feel like it's, uh, we all have our mother and father wounds, whether you knew your parents or you didn't, you know, (laughs) whether it be the legal guardian or whoever raised you, um, you know, that's a big part of that is figuring out what needs to be healed. And so I I think that's what a lot of this work is that I'll be doing during my arena program with the guys that I'm doing on my own um, outside of, you know, just in my normal day-to-day life with my coach. And I think that's something that I would really uh, highly recommend that you do as well. And so as I'm learning it for myself, then I'm able to obviously teach it to all my clients, which is truly transformative and, and profound. So thank you for listening. Appreciate you. Um, as always, enjoy the rest of your day. And until the next episode, we'll check in with you later. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.